Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? Well, I'd uh, say I'm increasingly psychotic and potentially on the verge of spiritual enlightenment. Uh, whoa, that's a, that's a pretty heavy way to go in. <laughs> kind of how, how I'm feeling uh, so far this year. Really? Yeah, yeah and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm not sure which direction I'm going, but either way, I'm good with it. You know, straight jacket, padded room, that sounds cool. Or, you know, floating above the universe, that sounds cool, too. I'm good either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I hear you. So uh, bring on 2022. <laughs> I spent this week uh, I spent this week in the garage. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You're still uh, uh, in, well, you're not in quarantine. Well, you kind of are in quarantine. I mean, not really, yeah. because I was away from them, but, like, I couldn't, like, did I couldn't you, go to my mom's house. Did you take a COVID test this morning? Yeah. Okay, and you're negative. Okay, good. Of course. All right, so then I should ask you that probably before we started the show. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so you uh, have still managed not to uh, uh, catch this uh, deadly, uh, deadly virus. Yeah, yeah. Kelly and Danielle did though. Yeah. So they were out. How are they week. feeling? They're tired. Yeah. You know, but just like, kind of warm down. Well, Danielle's got something else going on, so she's got some other like you know some other issues to work on. Right. I mean, nothing like you know. Nothing bad, but like she's still got some other stuff. Kelly was just tired and kind of her fever broke on Monday, so like it wasn't right. You know, it wasn't much of a thing. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same way my oldest son was. He had a, a a mild fever for a couple of days, felt just like kind of in general crap, but no serious symptoms. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but I had to stay in the garage all week long. Right. Which, you know, kind of kind of sucked. Love. But yeah. I oh, know, really? Actually, well, the thing is this though. It's been cold. Uh, well, I have a. I, have you have you the little the fireplace thing. Have you seen yeah. the little? The, I haven't seen it, but you told me about oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so like I, a fake. You know. Yeah, so I have a fake, like a video screen of a fire. <laughs> no, not a video screen. Like it's it's real stuff in the background. Okay. It's just plastic, and there's lights on. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I've seen those. Those have been around forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But then the heater things at the top, not right. near where. So when I first got it. I was very hesitantly trying to touch the glass, the thinking it would be hot. <laughs> yeah. And then when I touched it, it was ice cold. And I'm like, what the, what's going on here? Right. This it's, is amazing. This is broken. It's this broken. Am- I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then realized that this, you know, the heat was coming out. What is this sorcery? But the futon that we have, the futon we have out there though, is not very comfortable. And I didn't bring my mattress. Oh, you're not sleeping on the floor? Well, no, I'm not going to sleep on the well, floor. Well, you do that all the time. Well, yeah, but I don't choose to. That's normally when I just pass out something. <laughs> okay. If I've had enough, then yeah. I just, you know. But that's why I have that Oriental rug right there. It brings right. room together. It's nice to oh, lay on. Oh, don't, don't say Oriental. That's that's no longer appropriate. What do you mean? What yeah, do you call no. it then? Um, Asian. Well, what's wrong with Oriental? Uh, it's, not, it's not socially acceptable anymore. Oh, is it? Oh, my yeah. bad. Well, I, I'm probably not socially acceptable anymore. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the proper term, if you want to be PC, is gook rug. I'm not sure about that. I that's not it. I don't think that's. I no. don't think that. that oh, okay. One's it. I, what, I'm not sure. You know, I'm just trying to do the right thing here. Oh, nice. Do yeah. the right thing. Uh, so what's going on, brother? Uh, well, so like I said, this week uh, Kelly Danielle had COVID, so I was uh, in a kind of a pseudo quarantine. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, right. I, I no. negative, so I was just out doing my thing. But you know, went got a haircut, got my beanie hat this week. So that was good. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually shocked that you refer to that as a beanie hat. It's beanie. It's a watch cap. No, I understand or what a, you're saying. Or a wool cap. Yeah, you know what? No, this is it's a lot better than and, that. And you're, you know, you're in the Navy. You should have known that sort of thing. Uh, well, I mean, technically, I was in the division of the Navy. Yeah, you, the Marine you're squid. The yeah. division of, no, well, right. there's a difference there. But no, right, yeah, right, right. Swabbing the decks and, uh, you know, clearing out poop shoots. I got a deck for you to swab. <laughs> I got a deck for you to swab. So, but next week, though, is an exciting week. I get a smart car back. Yes. Yes. So that will be fun. Right. I'm looking forward to the getting the. Uh, this is like a 2016 version, which I it's find five funny. inches wider. You you uh, you actually had to pay more for that used than they sold for new. 
Well, no, that's not true. I did look that up, by the way. And oh, really? It was, it was more. It was more new than it was used. Oh, really? Okay. By 2016, those ones were more expensive. Oh, okay. The beginning versions were cheaper, but the, the later on, they got. Oh, more. I gotcha. Yeah, because I remember seeing those things priced at you know ten grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but know? this one, this one's definitely. I mean, don't get wrong; it's pretty close to what it was. Yeah. I mean, just the, the market's crazy, value. right? Oh, well, no, 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 no. The market just went crazy, man. Like right. the, the used car market is out of control. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I can sell cars. Like I remember when I had a couple. I had a, and thank God I waited until I did. But I had a couple cars I had to sell. I went online and sold them, and it was making like eight, nine hundred dollars a car, and they don't run. Oh wow! <laughs> like who? Yeah. Like it didn't run. Like it, the four <laughs> tires were on it. You know what I'm right. saying? Like yeah. other than that, it didn't do much. Yeah. And they, the, the other smart car I sold for that much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's inflation for you. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing it everywhere. But I'm lo- really looking forward to it. I actually, I'm looking forward to it. I have a business idea along with the smart car, by the way. Oh, which if is? If you want to hear this. Well, I don't know. You're gonna Now you're going to put it out to the world, and you're going to lose your competitive edge. Are you sure you want to talk, talk about it? If anybody else is going to be willing to do this, then they can have it. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So the way that the smart cars work is is that the there's you know the, the, the side panel and stuff can be taken out and put back on where the door is. Like the entire door or just the out exterior panel? The exterior panel. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, the exterior panels will be They're taken off and put back huh? on interchangeable, mm-hmm. right? So I think what I'm going to do is, for the first couple months, I'm going to drive this thing around just so everybody can recognize and see it and stuff like that. Right. And then I'm going to sell advertising on the side. Oh, I thought you were going to wrap it for the business. No, no, no. no. I'm going to sell it to other businesses. <laughs> well, there you go. That's I'm gonna not, I'm gonna wrap it for that, that. That's not really a new idea, though. No, I no, yeah. no, no. It's just new to me, though. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: if you can make an extra, I mean, again, I don't know how much you could charge for something like this. Not but a lot, really. No, like a thousand dollars a month. No, God, no one's gonna pay you a thousand dollars a month to wrap your car. Oh, really? I don't think so. Uh, I wouldn't. Maybe five hundred. I'd I'd maybe charge. Uh, you know, I'd maybe uh, pay seventy five bucks for that. Oh well, yeah. if, I'm not gonna do it for seventy five bucks. Right. I'm. You're gonna have to go at least five. 500 on yeah well good luck well, let me know how it turns out for you we'll see we'll see <laughs> yeah, right. you never know you never know i've seen uh companies spend money on uh, dumber advertising than that so yeah yeah and well, it's not bad advertising really I mean, i'm gonna sell it as a package deal like where you get you, like you get a day with them pictures with it and stuff like uh, you know oh how exciting. like your company gets pictures with yeah it that's and stuff. Oof, that's really and then you get them. to keep the and you get to keep the sides when when, you, when i'm done with them you're gonna tattoo their business name on your forehead no name your, no who would see it th- who na- would see that name your, you well because you're wearing the beanie cap uh, and, i mean i could cover get, it up hold on here's the thing i could get like a um uh like a uh, the, the name across the yeah. front of the yeah i don't think that I would have the same in. yeah so haven't people done that? Like actually gotten tattoos on their forehead? I think that was a thing during the dot com. I think there were actually a couple of people that, you know, accepted fifty thousand dollars to have a, you know, somebody dot com tattooed on their forehead. Yeah, I'm not gonna And do now that. all those companies are out of business and they're still walking around with some some uh, you know, failed dot com on their forehead. They probably got it removed. I mean hopefully they got it removed. Well, yeah, what are you gonna do? You just gotta cover it up, so well, you yeah. can get it removed though. There's like oh, I guess they can do the laser now. thing. Yeah, it's, but there's still always a shadow of it, you know. Well, yeah. So it's like the lingering ghost of the, uh, you know, uh, defunct dot com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna forehead. I'm gonna drive the thing around. I'm gonna see if I can do that. I'd like to see if I could bid about five hundred. If I can do extra five hundred a month on it, that'd be really cool though. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, how about you put uh, have how about you advertise the, the podcast on it until you, uh, um, you know, get to that point. There you go. I mean, it's an idea. Oh, really? It's you an idea. So so you don't want to make us some money. Well, hold on a second. Being here. a little selfish here, I think. Well, I wouldn't say that at all, by the way, but are you gonna are you gonna have me take five hundred dollars a month out of the show money? For what? Well for the advertising. Well, you don't have to pay yourself for it. Well <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't work like that. Oh. oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's like taking money out of one pocket and putting it in the other. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to be like I got money. Yeah, right. I'll tell you what, you can keep half of the profit from all the new subscribers we get. There you go. Oh, there's a deal. <laughs> yeah, I think I could have done that anyway. <laughs> and folks, if you're listening and you're enjoying this uh, mindless, uh, pedantic banter, um, join us on the second hour every uh, every week uh, by becoming a subscriber at patreon.com forward slash unintended baggage. You get a whole bunch of free swag and you get to hear more of this uh, ravings of a couple of lunatics here. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I mean, a, you know what? It's worth every time. Do you want me to tell you something else that's probably pretty sad, by the way? Uh, sure. Like this week, I've been watching nothing but smart car videos on, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was wondering where you're going with sad, but yeah, that's pretty sad. That's sad, right? <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. Like looking at it, like, it's, it's, okay, all right, let's get to some actual <laughs> news. Because I could go on this for hours, by the way, and I'm sure that nobody wants to hear about this shit. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone has the, the fetish over smart cars like you do. I do yeah. have a fetish over you them. To- you totally I love do. them. I love yeah, them. I, I, I love them to death. And you like tiny houses and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very strange. Sleeping in your garage. You're an odd, odd man. Wearing the same yeah. outfit every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But owning so, five pairs of them so I can wear new clothes. So, so today, I, I got I to gotta talk about your wardrobe here. So you're wearing the black, um, you know, wool cap, that uh, I just got watch this cap. You call it a beanie or whatever. Yeah. Um, you're wearing an Adidas uh, jogging suit essentially jacket jacket you look like honestly you look like a russian that should be driving a bmw and firing an ak-47 out the window <laughs> you know that's the whole look yeah, you've the, got going it's the on. vibe i got today yeah yeah you totally got that vibe so uh, and it's a good look for you i, appreciate I can't that. i can't argue thank you so. buddy all right so let's get into covid news first and i guess you will start at the top because this is what you put on there where YouTube removed Joe Rogan interview with Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of the R, uh, mRNA vaccine, due to their anti-vax policy. Right, right. And, uh, this is just astounding. Yeah. You know? This literally was one of the guys who invented the uh, mRNA process of vaccination. You know, he is a world-renowned virologist. And because he doesn't fit with the social media and uh, mainstream media and governmental narrative, uh, he's been kicked off of YouTube now. Yeah. You know, and well, this interview was kicked off of YouTube. Right. He was kicked off of Twitter. He was banned from Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, because of it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's just an astounding thing because, um, you know, when I first saw this, a lot of times, um, you know, people get uh, – um, a lot of, uh, you know, they, they kind of pump themselves up. So, you know, you're, you're talking, oh, well, he's a world-renowned virologist. Well, is he really? Well, so, of course, I go on Google to confirm that this guy is, you know, actually a world-renowned virologist. And, yeah. yes, Google confirms uh, you know, the same parent company that kicked this, this video off YouTube confirms that, yes, he did invent the RMA vaccine. Uh, yes, he did, you know, uh, break all this ground in, in, in vaccine technology and, and so forth. And he is a world-renowned vi- virologist. Yeah. But so how do you not how do you not listen to this guy? Now, I understand if you say, well, you know, uh, another scientist comes on and say, we disagree. We have different data. So but how do you like ban this guy for putting out misinformation? You know, how do you do that? These are the people we turn to dis- to discover new information. Yeah. To decide together through a peer review process what is right and what is, you know, what is true scientifically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if at this point in time, if, if you have the wrong side of an issue, you're just, you know, you get your voice taken away. It's the strangest thing. It's like, it's not believe the science anymore. It's believe the science that is approved by a the government, yeah. B the mainstream media, and C the social medias, mm-hmm. and and that's really it. Well, I think the one thing that really, what really irks me about this is, it's almost so obvious that they're that they're hiding people like this, instead of like, like if you don't agree with this guy, then go ahead and just say you don't agree with him, and here's the reason why you don't agree with him, or whatever. Right, right? That's the peer review process. You know, you know, he puts out a paper, you put out a paper. You know, he does an interview, you do an interview. You say, well, here's why I disagree with this doctor, but that's not happening anymore. It's just anything that doesn't fit the the narrative, is and it's completely been this, shut down. The funny thing is, it's been this way since the beginning for the most part. But le- but what happens is is that eventually the truth gets out there. And eventually they have to even admit that because the stuff that they're saying on TV now, they were banning people from saying six months ago. Right. Even right. though nothing has changed in that aspect, you know, and they're doing it just to keep you still afraid. Like I said, this week, Kelly, Danielle both got COVID is the is the Omicron virus. The Omicron virus is probably the best thing that could have happened. Right. Like in all the scenarios, because this thing's going to make it through the population one way or the other. So the Omicron variant is probably the best thing that could have happened to it because everybody's getting it all right away. And it's going to just like this wave that we're in the middle of right now 
will go away, and it will go away pretty quickly. It, it should, yeah. I mean, uh, now, again, I'm no freaking scientist, but I can read, and right. I've seen enough, you know, and I know enough science yeah. to know that this is what viruses do. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then to ban, to ban the guy, and this, look, this, and he one thing he talked about was their incessant need that there's only one solution, which is the vaccine, the vaccine, right. the vaccine, vaccine and boosters, vaccine and boosters, well, vaccine and boosters. We know why that is. Why is that, Adrian? Why don't you explain in very real terms why that is? Well, uh, first, I, I want to hit one more story, and that is that um, basically the federal government has now, and Fauci and, and Biden and everyone, has started to change the terminology. So fully vaccinated is no longer a thing. Um, the, the entire narrative has now changed to up-to-date shots. And what it looks like the move is, is they want people to continually get COVID shots, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's once a year, twice a year, whatever. They want you in, in the boosters all the time. Kind of like the flu. Yeah. So so that's what they're saying. Uh, were you, and this is a, a quote um, from the White House uh, chief medical advisor, uh, Anthony Fauci. We're using the terminology now, keeping your vaccinations up to date rather than what fully vaccinated means mm-hmm. okay so they've they've you know acknowledged that they are changing the terminology and so you have to ask yourself why especially right now when we see the majority of the omicron cases are uh you know by people who uh, are quote unquote fully vaccinated yeah and even people who've had the boosters so we're seeing a very little difference uh between uh vaccinated versus unvaccinated people as far as this new variant goes um, so now they're they're kind of changing that too. And so, of course, uh, like I occasionally like to do, started doing a little math. So, Uh-oh. so, so far, and of course, this is completely unrelated to why they're you know talking about anyone who says the vaccine. I mean, completely, right, completely unrelated. unrelated, and completely unrelated as to why they're saying, uh, you know, uh, you you, you, you not, can't be fully vaccinated anymore. You just have to keep your vaccines up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, the pharmaceutical companies have made around a hundred and ninety billion. I think you said that with a B, right? Billion. All right. Yes, with a B on COVID vaccines. And, you know, it, it's kind of hard to put these numbers in perspective, but that is roughly equivalent to the entire federal revenue of the nation of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And that's just what they've made so far. It's it's three times, three times Russia's defense budget. Russia's defense budget. The vaccine companies have grossed more money then it could pay for Russia's uh, armies and military three times over yep. per year. Um, they also stand to make an additional 50 to $80 billion on the next round of boosters and every round of boosters thereafter. And so far, uh, you know. Well, hold on. Why what? hasn't the media called them out on this? I, I, because uh, the media or the big pharma spends about $7 billion per year on media advertising. Seven billion dollars a year on advertising. So, but the politicians, where are they at on this? Well, the the big pharma spends about four hundred million dollars per year on political contributions. Now, hang on, <laughs> let's let's think about that in terms of money spent per say congressperson. Yeah. Okay, that's roughly like you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars per congressperson. Yeah. I per year. So, if there's any question. As to why the official and the media narrative would be in favor of everybody getting lots and lots of vaccines, this is it. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're making more money than God, and they're spending that money on media and politicians. Yeah. You know, at least a, enough of it to, to make a it. difference. They're spending some of it. Quite a bit uh, of it. Yeah. I mean, because they're working with Walt, because all the numbers are so huge and so big. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're, they're spending more on media and uh, politicians in a year than everyone listening to this show will make in a lifetime. Yeah, over yeah. a couple times. Yeah, many times over. This yeah. is a, remember, it's $7.4 billion. Right, right. That they're spending all together on media. Well, And here's the thing. And politicians. If you, you know they're spending that money on media because if you ever watch any oh, shit, network yeah. TV, yeah. it's nothing but Pfizer and like it's nothing but the pharmaceutical companies you got advertisements for. Right, right. Well, if you if you ever notice, it's all the things that government has really has their fingers in. Yeah. You know, what's the other big thing? Car insurance. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many freaking car insurance you had, you see? Well, why is it? Well, the government forces you to have it if you want to drive a car. Yeah. 
there you go. <laughs> Anytime the government is forcing you to do something, there's huge amounts of profit behind it. Yeah. And there's huge payola and there's huge media advertising to keep the media on the same side, too. Yeah. And, and that's really what it boils down to. And when you start to see it this way, every, all of this makes sense because a lot of people look at this and go, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they say that? Well, there's always a profit motive. And it, some people will take this and say the root cause is capitalism. Well, no, it's not. Because without government, none of this could ever happen. I mean, look, without government, pharmaceutical companies would still exist. They still put out products. Right, right. And people would either choose to take them or not take them. It's the mandate that's the problem. Exactly. The exactly. mandate causes this situation. And the misinformation from government. Or, I, I don't know that I want to say misinformation, but the the spin on the information from government. Well, yeah, it's the spin. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely the spin. I, I don't think you can classify it as outright misinformation. Some of it, yeah, I think you actually can because some, of, in some cases they're just flat out lying and they know it. Well, it, because it's, it's when you hear them talk sometimes, right? it's what they say, but also the distraction stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to get into a lot of the distraction stuff this week as well, but it's, it's all to take your mind away from the fact that they're screwing you. Like if you, like if you listen to Biden talk or you listen to Kamala Harris talk and they talk about corruption and all this other stuff, it's like, are you looking in the mirror? Right. Like, are you telling me that, you know, the Ukraine situation isn't partly your fault because of the corruption that you've done with that government? Oh yeah. No. Like, are you kidding? You're so brazen and out in the open with it, you just think you can do it. Well, now it's extending uh, beyond that a little bit, and there are actually courts now that are ruling that if a non-custodial parent wants visitation of their kids after a divorce case, they have to be vaccinated. This is bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, this, uh, you know, th this is happening more and more in family courts, and uh, this is one case in... Uh, Los Angeles County uh, Superior Court Judge uh, Harvey A. Silberman asked the parents, are the two of you vaccinated? The mother said yes. The father said no. Uh, and the judge responded, sir, you better get vaccinated uh, or you could very well lose time with your children unless you have a medical reason not to. So basically, that's what they're doing. The courts are ruling that, um, you know, uh, non-custodial parents cannot see their kids unless they get vaccinated. Yeah. You know? And uh, there was one case that uh, has been overturned so far. This one has not, but it's it's happening more and more, and it's just going to continue to happen. And it's 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 based on such quasi science, you know. It's based on emotion. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's emotion based. You're going to kill of people. these people. Yeah, and I don't think that judge is necessarily in the pocket of the pharmaceutical companies or anything like that. But it's just they've he's bought into the fear. They've got, yeah, exactly, exactly. They bought into the fear. You know, and uh, it was actually nice to see um, an article in um, what is it? It's uh, France's. Uh, um, hang on a second here. Uh, France yeah, France twenty four, yeah. uh, which is kind of like their uh, you know version of CNN, and the headline is um, "Health First, Freedom Second: How Ch COVID Is Changing Democracies." Uh, from a litany of lockdowns to mandatory mask wearing, COVID passes to access to entertainment and sporting venues, the pandemic has led to sweeping restriction on civil liberties in some of the world's oldest democracies. And they're actually, you know, talking about uh, how this is, you know, uh, well, really well, being used as an excuse to, to limit not, our freedoms. And they're not hiding globally. the ball, by the way. So French President Emmanuel Macron caused a furor this week by saying that he wanted to piss off those who refused to get vaccinated by limiting as much as possible their access to activities and social life. Right, right. Like, calling, they're not hang hiding up, the ball. Calling them libertarian zealots, which is a new term that I kind of want to embrace, <laughs> you know? Do you want a t-shirt that says libertarian I, I, zealot? I, I think I do. I think I do. Um, that that might that could be a cool thing. Maybe we should uh, put some of those out to you know for uh, for our listeners there. Okay. But yeah, it's uh you know and and what their their civil liberties groups is they're saying is they're they're creating a two tiered society where some people may enjoy an extensive set of freedoms and rights while others are excluded, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're creating two classes of citizens. You know the Krats and everyone else, essentially. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's what they're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's good to see that there are some major 
media organizations is starting to really report on that. Haven't really seen any in the U.S. Not a major media organization start. Well, to really no, they're not gonna. But I no. mean, you're gonna see you're gonna see more of it. And you're look, and you're seeing protests around the globe about right. this stuff that they try to mask as other things. Like there's a lot of civil unrest that's going on globally. Right. It's not happening as much here in America. Right. But in a weird way, it happens in. I don't know, in different ways. There's a like, lot of... In subtle, Florida, everybody just quit. Yeah, in Florida, it's a whole different ballgame, you know, unless you're going into a government building or a hospital or something like that. Then, you know, it's it's a... It, it still has that feel, but for the rest of Florida, it's just like, you know, we're, we're completely ignoring Like, it. nobody cares. And I don't want to say nobody cares, because you still see people in masks. Right, yeah. But, but very but, few. But the thing is, is, is our um, results with cases and... Uh, hospitalizations and deaths is pretty much consistent with it anywhere else. Yeah, you know that but we are doing, didn't lock down. Right, exactly. That's the thing. If you've locked down and you still got the same numbers, so if you're looking at that data, you have to conclude that it makes an extremely minimal difference, if any at all. Yeah, it may make no difference. You know, uh, because like I say, per capita, our cases and our hospitalizations are still lower than the state of New York. Yeah, you know, um, but. You know, they're on full lockdown. They've got all the restrictions and everything like that. They're talking about more restrictions. And we're over here like, nah, we're we're just going to do our thing. And, you know, it's it's there. We're in the same basic ballpark. Yeah. You know, well, and in the I don't know if you've heard and you I'm sure you didn't hear about this just because of you don't pay attention to stuff like this. But so this past week, uh, the Congresswoman uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was actually oh, seen, in, Flo- or she's seen yeah. in Florida without she's, the mask. She's down in Miami, sit, you know, sitting in a restaurant, Which, no mask. Hey, you know what? Here's yeah. the thing. Good for you. Right. But just admit that that's what you're doing. Yeah, but then don't go out and be a hypocrite and tell everyone to wear their, wear their masks and tell everyone to lock down and, you know, yeah. uh, you know, bitch about people who aren't wearing their masks. Like, I hear you. Just Florida's don't be a hypocrite. Nice. Yeah, yeah, just don't be a hypocrite. And then, right. But when anybody says it, they're like, well, you just want to date me. So that's what she said in response. These guys are just jealous because they want to date me. Wow. Like. Wow. Don't get me wrong. Can, can she's you, a good look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. She's a, is she good looking? Yeah, she's oh, absolutely I, yeah, good I, looking. I, I, yeah, I, I totally tap that. But you know, <laughs> but I, you know what was really ugly though is that woman on the inside. Oh, you're yeah. just an she's ugly fucking human, human being. being. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, man? But you know what? Whatever. You know, do your thing. All right. I'm glad you you've only proved to me. A, you're a hypocrite, and B, we're doing the right thing down in Florida because you wouldn't be vacationing down here. <laughs> exactly. If you were that worried about it, you wouldn't be here not exactly. wearing a mask. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, and that's the thing. You would. You would. Not only would you not be down here, but you wouldn't be down here without a mask if we were all killing right. everybody, H- hanging out, uh, you know, in restaurants and stuff and bars. Yeah. yeah. Which don't get me wrong. Glad you're doing it. it. Yes. I, yes. I don't want there to be a rule on it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're we're not saying you need to lock us down. We're saying at least admit that yeah, it's you're doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, it's the hypocrisy of the whole thing, which everything it, is. Hypocrisy. You know what it does, though? It discredits their case more than anything else, yeah, because yeah. if you were that scared, you wouldn't do it. Right. Right. Well, again, it, these people are in the pockets of the pharmaceutical companies. That's really what it is right now. This is an entire. Well, I still don't know if there is some government agenda or some, you know, global elite agenda tied to this. I don't know the answer to that. But I do know that it's absolutely 100% clear that this is hugely benefiting pharmaceutical companies who are spending a ton of money to make sure that these boosters continue well, and, and that people continue to live in fear uh, that, you know, that if they don't get the booster, they're going to die and kill grandma. And opportunist, you know? authoritarian, psychopath politicians are doing what authoritarian, psycho- exactly. uh, opportunist, authoritarian, psychopath politicians do, Yes, which is mass more control, mass more power, get more money infringe on your liberties more but i still can't say definitively whether this was an intentional release or just an accident but i am pretty convinced that it did come from uh you know wuhan lab yeah and the other thing i know for sure is i don't trust anything the government's saying right Right. i just don't trust anything and you only proven it more and more every day and you can't and again (laughs) this sounds like crazy kooky conspiratorial stuff but you can't completely dismiss the possibility that there is some ulterior motive maybe assigned to population control or something like that, uh, you know, associated with this in some way. I don't have any specific evidence of that, but it's one of those things that just kind of tweaks in the back of your mind there because you know a lot of these people that are so driving it are also in favor of global population control. Well, that's true. You know? Like, 
That's the thing. I know. I know. It's I public. don't want to say it. It's I, all on record. Yeah. It's, it, Bill Gates has come out many times about this stuff. I, I'm not, you know, ready. The global to, elites have talked about population control. I'm not ready to say they're making the frogs gay, but I can't really write it off either. Yeah. You know, uh, and that's the thing. It's, it's such a crazy world we live in. And this is why I'm so disassociated with reality right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it just it, it, it this can't seem real, you know. Yeah, that, that it is really what it boils down it to. It is, though. It can't, you know. I, thank God we live in Florida, by the way. Oh, like, I, I real I got to tell know. you, man, like, really, thank God we live in Florida. I would like Florida to just secede from everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Become an independent nation and, you know, whatever. So, you know, that, like, that would be nice. Sure. Are there things that I don't like about DeSantis? Sure. Right. Absolutely. But you know what, though? He 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 didn't fall off nearly as bad as the rest of the country. Well, I tell you, here's what'll happen. You know, if, if we or the were, rest of the world, by if, the way, if Florida was to uh, secede and become an independent nation, you know, ten years from now, DeSantis would still be in power and probably be throwing people out of helicopters. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just can't win with with any form of government. No, you, just, you know, no. you just can't. Well, look and think about this though. And again, this isn't in the show notes, but Australia, right? Oh God, is getting worse. They are like China now. They're, eh, I wouldn't go that far, but Ooh, they're on the path. I mean, they're well. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think minus like New Zealand the extra debt. Oh, yeah. New Zealand. Jesus Christ. Right. What the hell is wrong with you people? And those just 10 years ago, you know, when I thought of Australia 10 years ago, I thought of like Bastion of Freedom. And then they started taking the guns. And yeah. that changed everything. That was really the the turning point is, is when they, they outlawed firearms in Australia. Mm, yeah. You know, you literally... For for all intents and purposes, you can't own a firearm in Australia. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you can get a special federal permit if you're out hunting in the outback, but you know, it's it's like pulling teeth to do it. So, effectively, they ban guns there. Yeah, and and it seems like from that point forward, even though there, I, I don't think that at the time there was any threat of Australians rising up and violently overthrowing their government, but it seemed like that was the catalyst. Once that happened, everything else could happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So still on the COVID front, though, I know. the uh, judge grants relief to U.S. Navy SEAL who refused coronavirus vaccine. And he sues. Now he's suing the Biden administration. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, brief us on that article. I, I didn't really. Right, so uh, a federal judge granted a preliminary injunction on Monday, blocking the Defense Department from taking action against a group of 35 Navy sailors who had refused to get a coronavirus vaccine, raising questions on how it might shape the Pentagon's requirement that all U.S. troops get vaccinated. Yeah. So these are like SEALs, though. Like these are. Right. You know, they spent a lot of money on training these fools. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And 35 of them. That's a, that's that's, a lot. That's a big number of, of SEALs. SEALs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, comparatively speaking. Yeah. That's a couple teams. Yeah, exactly. So U.S. District Judge. Judge Reed O'Connor found the pandemic provides the government with no license to uh, abrogate the freedoms that any American has and that the service members had a right to avoid getting a vaccination on religious grounds. The court does not make light of COVID-19 impact on the military. Collectively, our armed forces have lost over 80 lives to COVID-19 over the course of the pandemic, O'Connell wrote on Monday in a 26-page order. Hang on a second real quick, though. Hmm. 80 lives service-wide that they've lost. Right. Okay. They lose more people on four-day weekends annually as the service goes yeah. than they lost Oh, yeah. In Far more in training accidents. Yeah. Not, I'm talking... No, no, no. I'm not even talking training accidents. I'm talking that you gave them a 96 and they went out and enough of them got drunk or whatever and killed themselves. Oh, I got you. Like, on, on, on the time off that you give them. Right. Oh, by that rationale, we should never give them time off anymore. Right. Right. Like, again, it's it's 80 people because this disease doesn't affect the people that were young, in shape. Right. Because military, for the most part, those people are in shape and are, you know, physically fit. They only lost 80 of them. Right. I again, this is only an indictment of, like, the, the government's and, response to this. And how many of those died in motorcycle accidents? That might have been COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I don't even know. COVID. I, I don't even right. know the number. Yeah. So it, it really is one of these things to where... Because this is also in the Supreme Court now, so they had they heard arguments on Friday about the two orders. One is on healthcare workers, and the other one on in the the OSHA one over employees over um over a hundred or over hundred employees. Right. And it looks like, and again, you never know what these guys are going to do. No, you don't. You don't. It's a coin toss. But it looks like the business one's going to get thrown out, and the healthcare one is going to be uh, is going to be. Uh, uh, overturned or sustained or whatever you whichever whichever one it is well like that one will stay 
So the one for healthcare workers will stay? I think so. And the one for businesses, you know, private sector will mm, not? Yeah. Here's an interesting thing, though, is I think that unless they overturn all the mandates, they will be setting a precedent um, that would essentially overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Okay. Because here's the thing. The argument that they would have to use in that case, if they're just sticking with the medical, is that the fact that you have a right to privacy, you have a right to make your own uh, medical decisions, that was guaranteed under the First Amendment, and that's how Roe v. Wade was essentially, yeah. it was primarily the right to privacy. Now, in that instance, you are affecting the life of another individual, right? Mm -hmm. You are literally terminating the life of another individual. Yeah. If they are to say that you have to be force vaccinated because the lives of another individual or individuals are in jeopardy because you could give them COVID, it would essentially overturn the fundamental rationale for Roe v. Wade. I mean, I, I mean, it, you can't look at it both. I ways. don't think that they. I don't think that they've made this argument, but well, I I don't know how you can not. You know, you either you either have the right to make your own medical decisions, whether or not they affect others. Or you do not have the right to make your own medical decisions if they affect others. You can't have it both ways. It can't be situational. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I think that if they actually rule that uh, the healthcare worker vaccine mandates are uh, constitutional, I think Roe v. Wade gets overturned. You know, so all you leftists out there pushing for that, just keep in mind you are setting a precedent that will likely be used to overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't have it one way or another. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's just one of these things where I don't know which way they're going to go at the end of the day. I, I will say this: in some of the arguments that I've heard, especially coming from those that want to keep it, is that their responses to this, their defense of this, is all emotion and right. not based on. It, like the ultimate question is, should the government be allowed to do it? I don't care if it's a good idea or if it's a bad idea. Exactly. Yeah. Should the that, government be allowed? Has the go, is the government authorized to do this? Exactly. The outcome is honestly irrelevant because it's whether this is or whether or not this is in the authority of the government to yeah. do. And the answer is clearly, without question, no, it's not. Yeah. And the at other, least in my world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, according from my to the understanding of the Constitution, right. it would be. Yeah. I mean, but don't get me wrong; these guys are always looking for ways. And to clearly, avoid they that. can't do it by executive order. I mean, you, you just you can't. And do they that. knew it. Yeah. Like yeah. before they instituted this rule, they were even Biden and right. Saki and all them were saying that they weren't allowed to do this. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They said that initially. That, and then they went and did it. And then they went and did it. Now, that is a possibility that the Supreme Court can say that the federal government uh, does not have the that the, the executive branch does not have the authority to do this by executive order. Uh, not necessarily saying that the government doesn't have the authority at all, um, but essentially say they can't do it by executive order, that they might be able to do it by an act of Congress. But yeah. I don't think there's any way in hell Congress is going to pass that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think I, so. At this point, I don't know. I, I We're dealing with so many different unknown variables here. Right. That I, I don't well, know what these people are going to do. They're not unknown. We know all their motivations. Well, that's true. You know? But that's scary, though. Yeah. Right. So we know why they're doing what they're doing. We know why they lie. We know why they change their tune. We know why they do things that they're not constitutionally authorized to do. Well, because they think they can get away with it. That's it. Part of it is power. The other part is profit. Well, yeah. Yeah. But they think they. But either way, they think they can get away with it. Right. You know. Right. Because if look initially, if if you're going to get that done, and everybody thinks it's going to happen. Right. Because normally when these things get instituted, they they've they win more than they lose. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Yeah, people love the rulers. I mean, and they're Still cynical. And they're it. cynical about it too, though. They'll be like, "Yeah, we're probably not allowed to do it, but we're going to do it anyway." Right. It, it has to work through the system, so it'll give us more time. Right. And because there's yeah. no, there's no fidelity to the principles that are in the Constitution, and that's the part that kills me the most is when these people talk about democracies, oh, and Constitution, and the rule of law. Right. Like it's just so like you're so, so full hollow. of shit, yeah. man. You're not. Yeah. You're lying. You're lying to everyone about how you feel about this. And like they gaslight everybody all the time. Like when they're like when they're talking about Trump and corruption, it's like your son is collecting bags of money from fucking energy companies in Ukraine. I know. And you're gonna sit there and talk to me about Trump's corruption? And then talking about it on video as he's smoking crack and banging a hooker. Yeah. 
you know, <laughs> literally. And it, it, that's nothing. nothing, nothing, crickets from the media. Nothing. I, I mean, it, hold on. No, no, I've no. seen you the put actual the story video. out. They were banning you from social media. Right. Yeah. I, it's, it's the world we live in, man. And uh, it's not just us crazy conspiratorialists that have been saying this for, you know, 20 years now, seeing it. Normal, everyday people are seeing it. I talk to people that you never would think would have that kind of political opinion, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is just, you know, this is just propaganda. Yeah. You know, and people are starting to get it. Well, that, look, and I, I, we, didn't put this in the, we didn't put this in the show notes either, but there's a chart out now that shows, like, the number of listeners, like, per episode. Right. And Rogan is beating everyone right by a lot yeah like it's like joe rogan and tucker carlson but rogan's at like 11 million right. per episode yeah and tucker carlson's at like two and a half two and a half yeah but but tucker carlson is also you know the top of the the top of news. it other than that yeah. though that goes to show you no one listens no one turns to cable news anymore for information the only reason they're staying afloat is because of let's get back to it before the pharmaceutical industry right it's the only reason they're that's why they're so beholden to them exactly think about it if you if you're only game in town is those guys giving you money? Other than that, nobody's listening oh, to yeah. you. Yeah, Th- then you're going to be beholden to them. And I, I think at this point, they honestly care less about their ads for their actual drugs getting out. Ask your doctor about fuck it all, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, I think they care less about that and care more about maintaining that nightly news narrative nonstop. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. because the politicians nice alliterations there. Nightly yeah. news narrative nonstop. Oh, that was that good. was pretty. Yeah. Ooh, that fucking fast right? five times. See yeah. what happens? <laughs> exactly. Your no, I'm not, I'm not going to try that. Beetlejuice will come out. Right. Don't. Well, I only said once. I only said it once. You got to say Beetlejuice three times. Oh, that's second time. All right, I won't say it again. Hey, and while you're, if you're not scared enough, there is a new variant out. Uh, I call it the uh, the Vichy variant because it uh, is coming out of France and uh, it's linked to travel to Cameroon. It carries 46 mutations that make it more vaccine resistant. So what the fuck good is a vaccine then? Why? why? So we get more vaccines uh, so that these drugs can evolve and, and uh, mutate to the point where the vaccines don't work. You know, we keep getting those vaccines. Yeah, but uh, they don't know if it's going to they think that probably uh, because Omicron is uh, much more transmissible, that this one's going to probably be outcompeted and it's not going to, you know, be the dominant strain. Imagine that. Yeah. But there is uh, there is a a new strain out there uh, coming out, uh, you know, discovered in France. And there have been 12 cases spotted as of uh, earlier this week. So. Keep an eye out for that when they when you're not scared of Omicron anymore. There's uh, the new French variant, and uh, I hope they call it Vichy because uh, that seems about right. I don't know? think they're going to go with you on this, but no. Hmm. Oh, you know what? Let's let's we, we got. I know we're going to skip a bunch of stuff here real quick, but I, I want to get to this one though, and that is the Demolition Man um, dystopian future chart. <laughs> right. Which I really don't want to put dystopian there. No, I see you that, put the that's, question that's mark why I there. put the, the question mark after the D. This could be a utopian future chart i'm not sure yet but taco bell has launched a taco a day subscription service and i think you pay uh, 10 bucks a month on your app so of course i'll never have it unfortunately um and you can get a taco every single day just go on the drive-thru you know give me your app and and they give you a taco yeah but um i i think this was uh the reason it's demolition man because if you remember in demolition man um, they were the only restaurant that was left. <laughs> yes, they, the fast food they, wars. They survived the franchise wars, and and uh, you know, so now all restaurants are Taco Bell, including fine dining and you know that sort of thing. Uh, so I think that could be with this app, could be the future coming true. Now, okay, so here's, Taco Bell could win out. All right, listen. The first thing is, I love the idea of a taco subscription where you get a taco a day. Right, like, I do love this. Right. My problem is this, though. Look, $10 a month's a deal, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because if you get one taco... Here's the thing. If you get 30 tacos... Right. Then That's you're, 30 bucks. Yeah, that would Aren't be 30 bucks. Aren't they a bu- buck a taco still? Uh, Maybe no, a buck and a They're more than that. They're yeah. more than that now. And right. you, but you don't buy them one taco at a time. You normally buy like a three-pack of tacos. Right. And, well, here's the thing. I'm not going to bother going through the drive-thru for one taco. I'm going to get my one taco and maybe a uh, you know chalupa and, you know... Maybe uh, some nachos. You know what I'm saying? You're not just going to walk out of there with one taco. Yeah, that's, Nobody eats one taco. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, right. I'm, I'm looking at this going, Well, that's why. You but know. it's only one taco. But they're getting you there every day, and you're buying more shit. I mean, it's brilliant, actually. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to get this. It, I, it feels like a great value 
and it's not bad because you're getting more for your money, but you're also in there. You're buying a bunch of other shit. Plus, I feel like I'm plus gonna, you have to buy the the seventy two ounce, uh, you know, Mountain Dew. <laughs> you know, I feel like this whatever. is like a. I feel like this is a like a between lunch and dinner. Like this is like a snack. Oh, yeah. And so you get like a daily taco snack. If you used it that way, that could be. Uh, you know what I mean? Because you go there about three thirty when it's died down, so you right. get through it quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you know. I think I'm going to have to go with this for that reason I, alone. I, I knew for a fact that you were going to get the app. <laughs> I think I'm going to. I was in 7-Eleven. I think I might get it right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, I was in 7-Eleven the other there. day, and they're pushing the big app thing. So every time I go in there, they ask me, do you have the app? And I said, no. So the other day, I got tired of it. I said, no, I, I, I can't have any apps on my phone. I'm a wanted fugitive. <laughs> and, and to the woman behind the credit, counter's credit, she just looked at me and smiled and said, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> didn't say anything else i thought i like you you're all right i like yeah. this one yeah <laughs> we can keep you yeah when when uh when the uh, apocalypse comes you can be on my uh you know uh mad max uh, uh trucker team yeah <laughs> i think I'm, I'm i'm getting the app though so there you go oh you already got it you downloaded it in that short period of time well it just yeah i gotta open it up now oh though. there you go i gotta off the login ding <laughs> it'll be fun yeah, yeah. it'll be fun Hold on, let me... Uh, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, just uh, keep feeding uh, more data to, uh, you know, the, the guys that are going to control your brains. What do you mean? You know what I'm talking about, man. It's just you're giving away more and more uh, data, man. Uh, just uh, more information that the algorithms can use to, you know, yeah. track and control you. I hear you. Yeah, I'm going to get a free taco out of it, though. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> I'm pretty cheap when it comes to what you can get me for. Yeah. All right, so that goes to... The other big uh, thing that happened this week was the January 6th memorial. Right. A memorial? What well, do you mean? I mean, they called it a memorial. Oh, the, the one-year anniversary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... Again, much ado about nothing in my book, but, you know. Now, this here's the thing. This is not much to do about nothing. No? It's no. not? How come? Because it is coming out now that there are a couple individuals that were involved in this in key roles of January 6th. Right. That are more than likely feds. Oh, okay. And like that, Sean Hannity? No, no, no. Like not like Hannity. Like these are people within the crowd. Like Tucker Carlson? No, 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 not like no. Tucker Carlson. So. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think Sean Hannity was involved somehow. I caught a blurb about that. Well, no, no. The re what you caught was is that he texted Trump or one of Trump's people right. telling him to to get out in front of this and to knock it off. Oh, okay. That you're ruining your legacy with it. Like oh, they okay. were they were trying to get him to stop it. Okay. So, but at any rate, though, so the Congress had a big thing about the January 6th thing. They're equating it to 9-11. They're equating oh, it to Pearl on. Harbor. Like, it's one of those things where they're making it this this. Does thing anyone now. actually buy that? Some people do. I guess. I mean, if you, and again, especially if you listen, did you listen to NPR all this week? No, no. Oh, you missed my, out my on car the stereo week, by the no, way. Hang on. My car stereo, uh, it, it locked up again. It was working great for a while. It locked up again. And now I can only get 97X, which is the adult alternative slash pop station. Yeah. So I'm not, not really a fan of 97X. I'm not listening to a lot of radio. All right. But at any it's rate. It's like occasionally they have a decent song, but then they go all poppy and it's just horrible. These yeah. these people on NPR were getting on the air talking about how they're still in shock over what happened. They're <sighs> still trying to deal with the emotion of the day. Well, if you and, if you were there in the event, I could see where that might have been traumatic for you. Okay. But these weren't people who Listen, were there. <laughs> it was traumatic for a couple hours, right? Right. Right. And then it was over. Well, you know, and it's been a fucking year. A couple people you need died. To get the, no, no, one person died. I thought the other people died, died after the fact. Okay. The other the guy had a heart attack later on and died. Okay. And then another guy died after that too. But a lot like, of people were injured. A lot of people were injured. You know, yeah. You're right. A lot yeah. of people were injured. So hang on, I I, I don't want to completely dismiss it. it. No. It was a significant event. However, however, to equate it to 9/11 or Pearl Harbor is just the worst type of hyperbole for political purposes yeah it, it was nothing like that in fact that isn't even the most extreme event that's happened at the united states capitol building in the last you know 50 to 100 years yeah i, I mean there's been much worse that's happened there in that time Look, and don't get me wrong i tell you what i tell you what i i am angry with trump and many of his supporters for that day right but because you were too fucking stupid to a understand the process right and b 
to act like a fucking fool while you were up there and to be susceptible to having um, agent provocateurs, whatever you want to call them, right. leading you down the primrose path. Even Alex Jones was telling you not to go in there. Right. Like, even Alex Jones was saying this is a fucking trap I'm just- at the time. And you fell right into... You know why? You're fucking stupid. You people are dumb. You've given them this line. They had no other line left. You gave them this. You handed it to them on a silver platter because there was nothing you could have done to stop what was going to happen that day. Nothing at all. It wasn't going to... You weren't going to change anything. And you know why? Because even when Trump brought all of his fucking court cases for when he was contesting the election... He never contested a lot of these things that he would claim he's contesting that he never actually brought it up in court. Like he Well, because he had no prayer. Yeah. He led you down the path too. Right. Like, again, I'm not saying he was in on it. I'm saying he was too stupid to understand the dumb shit he was doing and how susceptible he was to to having something like this happen. Yeah. Like it was it was predictable. They were looking for you to do it so they could have a narrative to go after everyone. I, I'm just disappointed the whole thing was so you know, impotent and ineffective. Well, that too. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have a coup, have a fucking coup. Yeah, because you know what I'm now here's the thing, because now you have, you put this in the article in there, the battle to prevent another January 6th features a new weapon, the algorithm. Okay, now this is literally straight out of my book, The Cassandra Trigger. Yeah. Uh, and you haven't gotten that far in the book, and I don't want to give it away for, you know, too many people who haven't read it, but uh, we'll just read a little bit from the article here. Uh, for many Americans who witnessed the attack on the Capitol January 6th, the idea of mobs of people storming a bedrock of democracy was un- unthinkable. For the data scientists who watched it unfold, the reaction was a little different. We've been thinking about this for a long time. Uh, I'll move on. The, we now have the data and opportunity to pursue a very different path than we did before, said Clay Bishaw, who helps run uh, KuCast, a machine learning driven program based at University of Central Florida that predicts the likelihood of coups and electoral violence for dozens of countries each month. So essentially what they're doing is they're taking all this data that they've collected from your Taco Bell apps and they're I'm not even being facetious. Really. <laughs> I know you're not. I right. know you're not. It's just funny. And they're, you know, uh, putting it through uh, these uh, very complex algorithms that es- essentially become um so complex that they can be classified as artificial intelligence systems. Um, And basically, through this data that they collect on you and through the data that they collect on, you know, hundreds and thousands and millions of other people, they can put together patterns of behavior and figure out who's going to do what. And in my book, that's literally what Cassandra is. Cassandra is a predictive algorithm that takes all this data that the government and the big corporations are collecting on people and predicts the outcome of things, and that's how they can control things. Because if they can predict what you're going to do, they can alter your behavior. Yes, then they can control you. Exactly, exactly. And that's literally what they're doing now, and they're doing it more and more. And the way they're doing it is the data they're collecting from you that you're literally giving to them. And if there's one thing I harp on with everyone all the time is stop giving them your data. Lock down everything you can, suck it up, realize that it's going to be a little inconvenient so that the government cannot friggin' control you, cannot anticipate and control your behavior. So the big corporations cannot, you know, anticipate what you're going to do and make up your mind before you do. And yet it's, again, it, it <laughs> I give up. I give up. I've, I've just lost. Well, this hold battle. on here. Here's the thing. You did a great segue, whether you knew it or not, because the COVID microchip developer says there's no stopping the rollout, whether we like it or not. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> another thing, directly from the Cassandra trigger, that was what uh, you know the the contentious was that uh, the Department of Healthcare in my book was injecting everyone with microchips to monitor their health. Yeah. But that was only a front, you know. And this is where we're going now. Now you actually have uh, companies developing um, uh, COVID vaccine passports for, uh, uh, you know, uh, that are injectable microchips, subdermal microchips. And, you know, it's it's rolling out now in uh, Europe, but there's a possibility that it'll be here, too. And if, uh, depending on how some of these Supreme Court cases go, think of it this way. If, if, the, if the government is found to have the authority to mandate a vaccine to you 
they can certainly mandate a microchip microchip that you know shows whether you've had the vaccine or not. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's not that big a logical leap. Or a hundred dollar gift card like the Applebee's or something. Y- yes. Oh, oh God, yeah, I- exactly. Yeah, if you get the chip, we'll, we'll give you you know fifty dollars off your next Amazon purchase, yeah. and you'll have fucking people lined up for miles. Yeah, it's unbelievable at what little value people place their own privacy and their own ability to resist these types of systems. And I don't even know if if people understand that these systems actually exist. They truly do. This is here. This is all real. Well, yeah, but a lot of times people are saying it's just a conspiracy theory, though. Well, I don't know how you say that when it's, uh, you know, these are real companies and these are real government organizations that are telling you exactly what they're doing. Well, Well, they're not telling you all of it. They're just giving you the basic idea that the devil's in the details and the details. These systems are far more complex than, you know, anyone can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's funny, though. Like, uh, How the fuck do you think this is funny? Well, no, no, no. I, I think it's sad and okay. I'm very scared. But I think the, the thing thing about it is, is like I'm listening to you. I hear everything you're saying. And I still and you know, I'm, I'm it, it's 100 percent. Oh, I don't think you're wrong at all. Yeah. Right. And like, you still I'm going to turn my Uber app on later. And do yeah. Something. Yeah, it's, you know. In a weird way, though, like, it's it's just weird because, like, you've, okay, look, I think when you first thought about being able to make money online and being able to, you know, do this kind of thing, I think you probably initially thought it would be a good idea, right? And now. Wait, what do you mean? Like, uh, for people to be, instead of having to go to workplace, be able to work all online and, you know, like. Well, that's not a problem. Yeah. But. but this is the uh, predictable consequence of that. Like, if you make it to where everybody has to work online, then you're going to set up systems that are going to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, I don't think that I, I, there is a, a minor, minor connection there, but I don't think that's really the the heart of it. I, the, the heart of it is the information you're going giving away by downloading all these apps, the information you're giving away by what you view on social media, by your search history, by your, yeah. you know, your location, your GPS tracking yeah. that they have a, a complete dossier of everywhere you've ever been. Yeah. I mean, they literally Google, for example, um, if you don't have things set up correctly and you don't have the proper blockers in place, uh, literally knows every single location you've been in the past 10 years. Yeah. No exaggeration. They can pinpoint where you were at every second of every day now, for the past 10 years. Now, let me ask you a question, though. Hmm. And again, I'm not playing devil's advocate here because I, right. I agree with you. But at the same time, are they able to utilize that information in order to, like, uh, change traffic patterns? And yeah. like to, to, but at the end of the day, is that a bad thing or is that a good thing? Uh, it can be either. That's the thing. The technology itself is neutral. But I feel that... At some point along the hierarchy of the people who control the technology, there's going to be someone who uses it for nefarious purposes. Always. Always. Yeah. There's always going to be someone who uses it to their own benefit. And uh, that's why you just don't give it up in the first place. Yeah. You know? And the answer to change traffic patterns, yeah. Uh, Like we talked about last week, Google, for example, can use it to make you turn onto a closed road that's going to strand you in a blizzard and kill you. I mean, no, think I mean, about you're it. You're right. You're not wrong. Think about it. If if, if you were wanting to, um, in in probably the most untraceable way ever to kill someone, give them turn by turn directions that takes them off a cliff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so many of the lemmings would follow that to the T. Well, this seems weird, but Google says to keep going straight. You know? I, I, I've done it myself. Right. I've right. done it myself. Yeah. I've gone down dirt roads I shouldn't have gone down. And that's the also the, the psychology behind it for me is I never want to get into a situation where I trust the technology more than my own instincts. And a lot of people are already there. You know, the more you rely on technology, the less independent you are. And you, you will become dependent on technology, and people do it all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, it's... It's astounding. You don't realize how dependent you become until you're, you know, you drop your phone in the the toilet, you know, and there are some people that in that scenario literally cannot function in life, you know, it's, it'd be more difficult (laughs) for, for you. It would be more difficult. Um, I mean, I couldn't do, I couldn't do for me. It would be a a nice day off. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, but for some people they would literally, um, 
have a, a, a such a level of emotional and psychological psychological distress than that from that that they would be almost non-functional yeah you know and it's it's going to become more and more and the more we depend on things like the metaverse mm-hmm. um it, it's just going to get worse and worse but uh that my friend that's the hour yes it is it is <laughs> did you actually know that this time or yeah did you see the three minute time. signal i, I knew, gave you i knew it this time. okay i i never can tell with you because uh you know sometimes you just uh, play that up but yeah. uh, this time i thought you might have actually been no uh, i i heard i heard what you said okay i heard good. what you said yeah so we got a lot of stuff to talk about in the second hour though we do you want to go over some of it no okay well you gotta you gotta tune in <laughs> gotta in order in to here. figure it out go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage uh get a whole bunch of free swag sign up help us out a little bit and we'll See you on the other side.